In today's rapidly changing world, we all have questions and we all want answers. It's on this program that we get our answers from the Word of God. It's time for another episode of A Relevant Word with longtime pastor and best-selling author, Carl Gallup. Welcome to another A Relevant Word with Pastor Carl Gallups. Carl's a pastor of the Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in the Milton, Florida area, and I'm Kevin King. Today, Carl, uh, the, sh- the, the, the whole lesson is going to be about Jesus, of course. Everything in the Bible points toward Jesus, but we find his name in some surprising places, yes. I understand. Yes, literally his name literally. throughout the Old Testament. See, I paused that's, for dramatic that's, effect. That's a, and yeah. It was very dramatic. Yeah, well, I, I didn't want people to think that maybe there was a sputter in the program or something. No, no, I was pausing for dramatic effect. That's It's through, surprising oh. that um, I know that the, the Bible describes Jesus in yeah, the Old Testament. It and does. All, but I'm surprised to hear that the literal name, name. The literal name. Dozens of times. Almost a hundred times. The first one beginning in Exodus. I'm going to read it in just a moment. And the last one, I think it's in Zephaniah, I believe. But, but the, in other words, from, you know, from, from the Torah, the law, the first five books, through the prophets, his name is literally in the Word of God. And every time it is connected directly to, in the English, the word God, which would be from the Hebrew Elohim, or Yahweh, the Lord God, Yahweh, Lord, or Elohim, God, it's connected. And when people see this for the first time, or in this case, hear it, it usually blows them away. I mean, even seasoned believers, and I'm not talking down to anybody. I know there's some brand new believers, some that are listening just because they're wondering if there's anything to this Jesus thing and this Bible thing. But then there are others listening that are seasoned believers and have read the word and known the word and heard it preached and taught. There may be some here that are preachers and teachers. And most people that I'm talking to just because I, I, whenever I talk about this in big crowds or in books or whatever, people say, I never knew that. I never knew that. So I've got to assume most believers don't know what I'm getting ready to share. And this is extremely important. I think it's going to bless your heart. It's going to bless your life. It's going to bless your understanding of God's word. And it's going to show you some really cool things. And let me just go ahead and say this. I've written a book called The Yeshua Protocol. And there, I've got several chapters in there on this phenomena. And so I'm just saying this. I'm not trying to sell you a book. I'm just saying it's important because I want you to know that I'm not pulling this out of my back pocket. And you'll see that in a moment. But this is all backed up by the Hebrew language. And you can find that at your website. Yeah, yeah. You can find it at my website, uh, carlgallops.com. Yeah. And, and, but it's all backed up by the Hebrew language. It's backed up by language experts. It's backed up by um, renowned scholars and scholarship. So I'm not pulling this out of my back pocket. Get the book. You can read those chapters, and plus you'll just have it to share with others. Okay? But let me just tell you what's happening here and why I would dare to say that the name of Jesus is literally, and I know that word literally is overused in our culture, but I'm using it correctly. I mean, it is literally there. In the Old Testament, almost a hundred times. Carl, how how was that? You might be asking. Well, listen to me. So when the angel of God comes to Mary and tells her that if with her permission, and she does, she finally says, yes, be it unto me. I am the Lord's servant. So she gives permission. And when the angel of God tells her that this, this holy child that will be born to her, this is going to be the salvation of the world, the savior to the world. 
This is the long-awaited Messiah, and she will be the one to bring from the womb of a woman will come a male child, is what God pronounced in the Garden of Eden as Satan's destruction. And Mary's told, this is going to happen through you with your permission. And she gives her permission. Then the angel says, and, 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 and this is said, to, we hear it said directly to Joseph later when Joseph is grappling with all of this. But, of course, Mary was told as well. The angel says to them, you will call him. Now, I'm speaking English. We read English translations, so I'm going to say it in English. You will call him Jesus, for he will save his people. Now, his people, a lot of people interpret that to mean, well, Jews only. No, no, no. He'll come first to the Jews because those are the people through whom his human heritage comes, through Joseph and Mary. And, of course, God is first going to bring salvation to the Jews because through them first came the word of God, prophecies of God, etc. But... His people, that's all who believe. And the Word of God says that. All who believed in him, to them he gave the right to be called the sons of God or the children of God. In Hebrew, that would be the B'nai Elohim. That name is often associated in the Old Testament with the angels, B'nai Elohim, the sons of God, those created in God's image, those creatures that can that can speak and think and communicate and create the Elohim, this B'nai Elohim. So that's what we hear The angel tell Mary, you will call him Jesus because he will save his people. All right, now that's the English. But more than likely, Hebrew, Hebrew, of course, is what was spoken to her. And, of course, his name is in Hebrew. What what the angel said is, you will call him Yeshua uh, because he will save his people. Well, what does Yeshua have to do with he will save his people? The word Hebrew, the Hebrew word for Yeshua means literally salvation is what it says. You will call him Yeshua because he will save his people. He will be the one that will bring salvation. You will call him salvation. Now, that name Yeshua um, was a fairly common name as time went down through biblical history among people because it's it's just a beautiful name for for a young man. But he was given this name Yeshua, and this is not just another Yeshua because when we know the whole story of what happens, he does come from a virgin birth. He does come. He does go to the cross. First of all, he does work the miracles. He does go to the cross. He does rise from the dead. He does ascend into heaven. The church is born. The gospel is preached. So this is a very special Yeshua. Okay, but now watch this. Now, I said from the beginning that his name is found literally throughout the Old Testament. Now, I know some people are saying right now, well, of course, now that you've told us what it means, it means salvation. The word salvation is all through the Bible. Yeah, and every time you find that word, it's attached to something that will make your jaw drop. And there are almost 100, so I will only read four, five, or six. And then um, in the second segment, I've got something really surprising to share with you. But listen to this. So remember, we're looking at our English translations Now, it's going to blow you away, folks, when you hear this. We're looking at our English translations, and so it's so easy to read right over it because we will read a passage and the word salvation is there. And we think, oh, yeah, yeah, God, you know, the Lord is, you know, God, he's he's the one that is our, our, our salvation. But now, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that Hebrew word, salvation, or Yeshua. In English, it says salvation, but in Hebrew, in the Old Testament, it's Yeshua. It literally means salvation. So I'm going to take that word as I read this in English, and instead of saying the word salvation, 
I'm going to say the word Jesus, the name Jesus. Now, I could say Yeshua, and most of our audience knows that that's the same for Jesus, but I'm just going to use the, the, the hardcore English version, Jesus. I'm going to insert it. So wherever you hear me say the name Jesus, please understand, in the English version you'd be reading, it just it says salvation, but it literally says Jesus. Okay? Now, this is important. And this is not stretching anything. When you hear these verses, you're going to say, oh, my gosh, there's like a hundred prophecies of, of Jesus being sent by God and coming from God, and his name is there. Yes, that's what I'm trying to get across to you. Plus, it gets even better in the second segment. You'll see that. But watch this. So the very first time we read the English word salvation in the Bible is in Exodus chapter 15. I mean, you can't get out of the first five books, the Torah. You can't even get out of it. It's the second book, chapter 15. Listen to this. Chapter 15, verse 2. And the Lord, and the Hebrew word there is Yahweh, but let me just read it in English. The Lord is my strength, and he is my defense. He has become my Jesus. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. Now stop for a minute. What it says is he has become my salvation. Yeah, this is the song of Moses after they've come through the Red Sea. But I don't know if Moses has given this prophetic vision or not, or if he's just using the word, but but God had it implanted there all along, and that's why the angel said, you're going to call him Jesus. Because every time the word salvation is in the scriptures, it's always attached to God. So who has become Jesus? God has. Well, he said, now wait a minute, Carl, where does it say that? Well, all through the Bible and all through the New Testament. Chapter 1 of John, in the beginning was the Word, and we know that that's the Word that was spoken and created, let there be light, let there be the... All right, in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And through him we saw the glory of the only begotten of the Father. And to all who believed upon him, to them he gave the right to be called the Bene Elohim, the children of God, the sons of God. So who is this Jesus? He's God with us in the flesh. You will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah chapter 7, behold, a virgin will will be with child. She'll give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. He will be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Isaiah chapter 9, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He will be called Mighty God, Wonderful Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. What what What's he being called? He's been called God. This son that comes from a woman. So it's all through the scriptures. But now when you know the power of this, and you know history records that it all happened, so now come back to Exodus 15, 2 again and listen. It says it right there. The Lord is my strength. Yes, he is. And he is my defense. Yes, he is. And he has become my Jesus. Yes, he did. And therefore, he is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. That's the first time it's used, and it's connected right to God and what he is doing by bringing salvation or by bringing Yeshua, bringing bringing Jesus. All right? So now, let me just, I I could go on and on. There's a hundred of these, but let me just share a couple more. Now watch this. Uh, uh, There's so many here. I don't know where I want to go. Listen, Psalm 40, listen to this. But may all who seek you, Lord, Rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your Jesus always say, the Lord is great. That was written a thousand years before the Lord comes. And so they're saying what the psalmist is saying. Look, you're the one. We worship you. But we long for your Yeshua. 
We long for the, for Jesus, and, and, and let us say the Lord is great. Here's another one, Psalm 50. Those who sacrifice thank honorings offer me, and to the blameless I will show them my Jesus. <laughs> I mean, let's wrap up this session because when we come back, I'm going to read some more of these that are going to blow you away, and then I'm going to get into something really special. For more on Pastor Carl or to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallops.com. For more on Pastor Carl or to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallops.com. Welcome back to A Relevant Word with Pastor Carl Gallops. And Carl, we're just talking about some very surprising places that you wouldn't expect to find the literal name of Jesus. Yeah. And you had a couple of examples, but you said there are hundreds. There, yeah. But there's there's something even more surprising, yeah, you, you the, promised. I, I am. I, I'm going to share some more of these because each one of them, they just get better as you keep going through. And then I want to share with you something that I think is very, very surprising, and uh, and of course, we'll make all this relevant as if it's not already relevant what you're hearing, but listen to this. So, so again, just quick recap. The angel tells Mary and Joseph, and you will call him Yeshua, for he will save his people. Yeshua in Hebrew is how you say salvation. I mean, that's literally, if you used in a sentence and you had the word salvation in it, it would be Yeshua. So I know people listening might say, Okay, so in the Old Testament, we find the word salvation a lot. Yeah, but it's always connected to the verses, I mean, to verses like what I'm reading, that just, it tells the whole message of Jesus and the Yeshua and the gospel message and, and that God sent him and that the word became flesh and that, and that he is our salvation. And wait, there's more. Just wait. All right, let me just, let me, let me continue. I'm all excited about this. Um, so there is, all right, listen to Psalm 27. Verse 1, the Lord is my light and my, in English it says salvation. So many people know this verse, but listen to it now. The Lord is my light and he's my Jesus. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I mean, that's a passage of scripture that a lot of our listeners, um, you know, have memorized and you know it very well. But now you know where it says salvation in your English Bible, it literally says Jesus or Yeshua in Hebrew. The Lord is my light and my Jesus. Okay, so the Old Testament says that God is light. Several places. God is light. He is light. The Shekinah glory, the holy light of God, the pillar of fire by 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 night and the, the cloud by day. God is is my light. He's my guidepost. He's the way. All right. God is light, the Old Testament says. So the Lord is my light and my Jesus. Now, when you get to the New Testament, what does Jesus say he is? He's I'm the light. I am the light. I'm the light of the world. Well, only God can make that claim. If you know the Old Testament. I mean, and what was the first thing created in Genesis 1? In the, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. And then God said, let there be light. Let there be light. It's all wrapped up in, in him who would put on flesh, and we would see him and know him as Jesus, the Son. God is light. Jesus is light. And so, <laughs> so right here in Psalm um, 27, it actually declares that. The Lord is my light 
and he is my Jesus, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Well, let me keep going here. Uh, Psalm um, Psalm 67, may God be gracious to us and bless us. This is Psalm 67, verse 1 and 2. And make his face shine upon us so that your ways, O Lord, may be known on the earth and so that your Jesus may be known among all nations. That's what it says. Now, in the English, it says, and so that your salvation may be known. But it literally says, be gracious to us and be known on the earth so that your Jesus may be known on the earth. Psalm 70, verse 4. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for Jesus always say, the Lord is great. He has done this. This is completely unbelievable when you continue to read these. Everywhere the word salvation, it's connected to God himself and it's connected to the coming of Jesus Christ and the things he'll do. You don't believe it? Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 12. Surely God is my Jesus. Surely. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, he is my strength, he is my defense, and he has become my Jesus. With joy, we can now drink water from the wells of Jesus. What? I mean, that goes all the way to the New Testament, and the woman at the well. And, and she's drawing water, and Jesus says, give me a drink. She says, you're asking me to give you a drink? Uh, uh, you're, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan, and I'm a woman. He said, woman, if you only knew who you're talking to, you would drink the water that I can give, the water of salvation, the water of eternal life. I mean, and way back, and way back in Isaiah, surely God is my Jesus, and with joy. You will drink water from the well of Jesus. But it, here's another one just like it. Oh, well, no, excuse me. That, yeah, that's, that's John chapter 4, um, the woman at the well, where he's, the, Jesus says the same thing. So we, we just keep going on. Isaiah 25, it says, In that day they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. So let us, be, let us rejoice and be glad in his Jesus. Now, wait a minute. That goes all the way to the cross. The people that were mocking him were saying, well, we trusted him. He trusted in God. Let him save himself. He says he saved others. He can't even save himself. Others are out there in the crowd saying, but he saved us. He is our salvation. And Isaiah 25 says, in that day they will say, Surely this is our God. They're pointing to somebody. In what day? In the day when when Jesus comes. They will trust. They will say, surely he's our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his Jesus. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, Kevin? I mean, I got more, but I just want you to break in because I can see you're, you're fired up. But everywhere that word salvation is not just like it's out there dangling in other sentences that just don't mean anything other than the word salvation. But every one of them tie not only to the person of God himself in the Old Testament, but to everything that's happening in the New Testament in the life and ministry of Jesus himself. There's so many, and they're actually they're, they're hidden in plain sight. They are. They're right there. That's what I tell people all the time. They're right there in plain sight, right before our face. Listen to some of these. Listen to this from Zechariah. I mean, there's there's a hundred of them, and so I'm just excited. I wish I could read them all. But if you get my book, The Yeshua Protocol, you can see a bunch of these and many more. But listen to this. 
Listen to this. This is from Zechariah 9. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. That's Jerusalem. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. There's the definition. Behold, your king comes to you. He is righteous and having Jesus riding on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Zechariah 9, 9. Having Jesus on the back of a donkey is coming to Jerusalem. It says salvation in the English, but the word is Yeshua. Having salvation on his back, coming into Jerusalem. Behold, Zechariah 9. And when you insert what that word means, again, it's connected to exactly what happened in Jesus' life, and it was written in the Old Testament. Even the book of Jonah. Listen to this, Jonah chapter 2. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you, O Lord. What I have vowed, I will make good, because Jesus comes from the Lord. I mean, everything is attached. Um, there's another one that I really, really want to see. You see here, well, this is this is another one. Isaiah 62. Listen to this, I, I, folks. I hope you're enjoying this. I, I, I'm, I'm not intending to bore you with this, but there's just so many. And every time you hear one, you go, "My gosh, how can that be?" The Lord. This is Isaiah 62. The Lord has made proclamation to the ends of the earth. Say to daughter Zion, "Behold, your Jesus is coming." Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him, and they will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. Behold, your Jesus is coming. Oh, my gosh. It just goes on and on. Um, I was looking for a particular one, and I can't get my eyes on it right now, but there's one that has speaks about uh, Jesus coming from God, and, and, it, and it, this is in the Old Testament, and it literally says, and when this Jesus comes from God, this salvation comes from God, behold, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is from our Lord. <laughs> I mean, that's in the Old Testament. Now, as we get ready to conclude this program, I want to talk about the Amidah prayer. The Amidah prayer is a prayer recited among the Jews since the first century from the days of Yeshua right up until today. It's, it's, it's a prayer of worship, and Amidah means standing. It's, it's uh, Tefilat ha, am, ha Amidah, the standing prayer is what it's called. And it's prayed all of the time. There, there, there are 19 blessings involved in this prayer. There were 18, the original prayer, but now there are 19. And it's, as I said, it's recited, it's recited all the time in worship services. And it's a prayer for Messiah the King to come to them. You see, they, they, they reject Jesus Christ. But listen to this prayer in this blessing number 15. Again, I'm going to substitute the word Jesus, but they speak, they say the word Yeshua when they do this prayer and listen to the connection. Speedily, O Lord, cause the offspring of your servant David to flourish and let him be exalted by your saving power for we wait all day long for your Jesus. Bless you, O Lord, who causes Jesus to flourish. Brother, it just doesn't get it. I mean, it's 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 like we are forced, if we're going to speak in Hebrew, read Hebrew, or if we know Hebrew, as we go through the Scriptures, we are forced 
to connect the name of Jesus with God, not only with God, but as God, and as our deliverance that comes from God, and right down to your Jesus will be riding on a donkey. Your Jesus will come. That is God. He is Jesus, and every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. That's all in the Old Testament. It's all in the New Testament, too, except it's related directly to the person of Jesus Christ himself. And the people that wrote the New Testament, I mean, think about it, bro. They're a bunch of fishermen and tax collectors. How could they know this stuff? How could they make those connections? How would they know? The Bible tells us it's in the Yeshua protocol. After the resurrection, it says Jesus sat down with his disciples and for 40 days showed them every place in the Old Testament where he was. I think he showed them all of these things, all 100 of them that I couldn't even get to today. It's not just an example. There's 100 of them and more. That's right. It's amazing. And how clear that is, how clear the message is. Yeah, it can't be any clearer. It's right before our eyes, hidden in plain sight, always has been there. And so, folks, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you always. Now more than ever, we need to listen to God. He still speaks through His Word, the Bible. Each week, Pastor Gallups shares what the Word of God is saying, even now, a relevant word, with longtime pastor and best-selling author, Carl Gallups. To access Pastor Carl and to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallups.com. Thanks for listening.